Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Sorry About It podcast. My name is Imanjan Mohammed, and I'm here with Anisha Mohammed, and we are the founders of Sorry About It. So for those who don't know us, like I said before, my name is Iman, and I'm going into my first year at the University of British Columbia, and I'm planning to study political science. I love all things advocacy and representation, from feminist endeavors to mental health and everything in between. And I'm here to advocate for you, but more importantly, beside you. So now I'm going to pass it on to Anisha. Hey guys, it's Anisha Mohammed. Um, I actually haven't picked out which post-secondary I'm going into, but I do know that I'd also like to be going into journalism. Um, probably not the same thing as Iman, as I'd like to go into war journalism. Um, but yeah, if I get any updates, I'll definitely update you guys on that. Um, but I'd just like to say that we're super excited to be here and we're so happy that you guys are listening in on this podcast. Yeah, and our first episode is today, so round of applause. And our topic is South Asian representation in Bollywood versus Hollywood. So as your uh, resident ABCD, I'll be representing Hollywood, and Anisha is representing Bollywood. And we are ready to show you the good, the bad, and the ugly of how we are represented in the media, and how we can change it to make it better. So, Annie, do you want to start us off? I definitely would love to. So I did a lot of research for today's podcast, and the first topic I'd like to bring up is women's roles in Bollywood movies. If you've seen any Bollywood movie, like it doesn't matter which one, you would have had to have noticed how the woman is always placed into a damsel in distress role. It doesn't matter if the film is about a woman struggling throughout her career, her family, She's going to be a damsel in distress at some point during that movie. And I just think that it really sucks because we all know, like, sure, we have our moments, but women are strong. And, like, I think that it's unfair that women in Bollywood movies are always given that token role. Like, I think that they should move on from that and try something different with their films. Yeah, like, going off of that, like, you have, like, the movie PK, right? Yeah. You have a very strong independent career-oriented woman and she obviously knows what she wants and knows what she's doing and she's very driven um but you see like oh yeah like as the time goes on there's a boy that she really likes and she really wants to be with and then an alien comes and saves her it's like sis got saved by an alien man like (laughs) an alien hold up just one second an alien (laughs) <laughs> like just let that sink in she couldn't even like, get a man to do it she had to get an alien to do it and if anything she saved the alien he was getting like beat up kicked out of places because he's an alien but no let's make it the male alien that ends up saving her like huh okay <laughs> okay sounds good <laughs> yeah I just I hate that role because like in like you see in Hollywood films, women are scientists, they're doctors, they're these strong people who are more than cap- capable of taking care of themselves and everyone around them. Even though they don't, they don't need to. And in Bollywood films, you don't really see that. And I yeah. really think we should pro- like progress away from that given role that women are forced to partake in. Yeah, and it's like going off of like kind of like a love interest model. It's seen in Hollywood too, not necessarily how white others and like white people are represented, but how we're represented as South Asians. 
So I'm sure some of you have seen Indian matchmaking on Netflix. So everybody at home, raise your hands. And we're all going to say at the same time, Anisha, watch it. One, two, three. <laughs> Anisha, watch it. I'll so, get to it, I swear. You're, you're seeing, <laughs> so you're seeing our very own Seema auntie. So for those who don't know, Anisha included, Indian <laughs> matchmaker follows Seema, who's a matchmaker from Mumbai. She's endearingly known as Seema from Mumbai. And she gives her clients and their families an opportunity to find the prospective spouse of their dreams. And... This this spouse is tall, fair, educated, from a high caste, and you might be going, oh, yeah, preference, you know, preference is no big deal, but it is a big deal, and we'll get to that later, but it's, this show is helpful, because it is representation in mainstream media, or as far as mainstream media can go for South Asians, but this doesn't mean that it's good representation, And the show perpetuates the caste system, elitist attitudes, as well as sexism and colorism, because, like I said before, for many, the spouse is tall and fair. So for those who don't know, the caste system is what Indian society was traditionally based on. And I can't really speak on behalf of other South Asians, but to my knowledge, it then has been imposed in different areas of South Asia because... That's just how culture works. Everything get, everything gets spread around the same society. So Indian the Indian caste system or the caste system in general is based upon skin color with fair individuals at the top with darker individuals on the bottom, typically. So you must bring honor to your family by being fair, marrying young, and marrying somebody in your caste. And the caste system is exacerbated by our best friends, the British. Round of applause for the British for colonizing everywhere and then leaving us to our own devices without helping us. Like, that was really cool. Really nice move. Thank you. Notice thank you that for all I'm our issues. not clapping. <laughs> like, thank you for all our issues. It was really nice. Really nice of you. We really appreciate it. Yeah, really nice. Give us our jewels back, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's like, the British Raj exacerbated this because they're all, like, you're, the British colonized us, so of course you're going to go, oh, British good, British are light. Like this colorism and these colorist ideals of Indian South Asia as a whole leaves Indian matchmaking an accurate but grim tale regarding South Asian society. Like you have parents saying that, oh, my daughter-in-law must be fair, tall, but not too tall. And it's like, you must be this, 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 and that, but not this to marry my son. It's like, I don't want to marry your baby of a son. Like, excuse me. We're not here to do that. But, like, colorism is garbage. Like, Anisha, do you want to talk about your gripe with colorism? I have many gripes. Like, I I can't think of one, like, somebody I know that doesn't have an issue with it. It's just so twisted. Like, I'm going to go back to the British colonization thing. i just like to say, like, yeah, India probably had its issues before the British came. But they didn't have an issue with, like, their complex. Like, their skin complex, right? Like, they... There's hundreds of dark-skinned people in India. We all know that. But then here comes the British with their fair and lovely skin and their blonde hair and their blue eyes. You know, their Aryan features, you know? And then you have the Indians looking at them like, oh my god, they look amazing. Why can't we look like that? And I just think it sucks because darker skin, like, darker skin is beautiful and the fact that like the colonizers came and planted this seed into the minds of 
India society and it just grew into this whole ugly and twisted yeah. tree. It sucks. Yeah, and it's like you see in the show Indian matchmaking, like I was really excited to see it. Because I was like, wow, like arranged marriage is something that happens. And I'm not saying that arranged marriage is bad. I personally, I don't like arranged marriage. That's just me. <laughs> but it's like, that's a thing that happens in our society. And it makes marriage a transaction with women being the commodity. And we already know that. 100%. You, we didn't need a TV show for us to know that. But it really shows the, I guess, the quote-unquote preferences that some people have. And how, where these preferences stem from. So you have, like, Apana. She's a lawyer based out of Houston looking for a life partner who's not just Indian-American, but also from North Indian descent. And they have to know that Bolivia has salt flats. If you don't know that, there's the door. Like, get out. (laughs) And I remember watching that, and she said North Indian descent. I was like, whoa. Hmm. I just, I, like, I remember seeing that. I was like, huh? I don't, I don't like that because I think that's colorist. Indians, Indians, South Asian, South Asian. Like, we're literally, like, it's the same no matter what your skin color is. Or maybe that's just me, you know? I'm just, oh, I'm westernized. Like, stuff like that. I don't know. But I found that disturbing, I guess is the right word. And they're portraying Apana to be picky, to make her look like she's picky. And she's spoken about this after the show's aired how she's not going to settle. And I mean, yeah, don't settle. You shouldn't be settling. But Aparna's picky, or are they portraying her as being picky to make her look stubborn, to make girls go like, oh my God, she's stubborn. She's never going to find a husband. If I'm like that, I'll never find a husband. But then you have to really separate who Aparna is from her um, quote-unquote preferences because the preference 100% of them being North Indian is colorist. Like, I'm not going to argue with you. I know that's colorist. And the colorism and elitist attitude shown in these series are so harmful and problematic because it showcases to youth, especially girls, especially young girls. I really think that young girls in Indian society, they have it the worst. 100%. You have, you have you're treated like a child, but you're treated like, an, like a woman at the same time. But, oh, you want to go do something on your own and take your brother. But, oh, you're not taking care of the kids. It's like... Like I'm 15, man. Like, let me be. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I I found that, like, it really shows that, oh, yeah, you girl, like, you youth-aged girl, you have to conform to these outdated, inane, and unattainable ideals of beauty, have to take care of the kids, have to know how to cook, get good grades at school, become a doctor, lawyer, engineer. And then you're sitting here like, how am I supposed to do all of that? Right? And, it, like, it shows to these young women and girls that, Conform to societal standards of femininity, not because you should, so you can be feminine, but so you can please your husband and your mother-in-law and give up all your independence, right? Yeah. And this also brings up the idea, like, through colorism, I guess, that I know Indian society and South Asian society always shows, hey, if you're fair, that's good. But here at Sorry About It, we hate colorism. Colorism is the worst. And we say, if you're fair, okay. If you're not, eh, like, who cares? We would just like to say, you guys are all beautiful just the way you are. Anisha, do you want to say anything else about this? All skin tones are beautiful. Love yourself. You do you, boo, <laughs> basically. So lots of you guys will see that I love rambling. And 
I'm not done yet. So you're welcome. <laughs> like Indian matchmaking. Like I'm going to, I can go on about this for hours and hours, but you're lucky. I won't. But the show really is a glimmer of representation in a sea of whitewashing. And yeah, just like, sorry about it. Indian matchmaking is real raw and accurate, but it truly showcases that South Asian society is problematic colorist elitist sexist and yes it is i'm not saying that it's not right here everybody listening raise your hands even if you're not south asian raise your hands if you've ever been especially girls if you've ever had to go clean something that your brothers didn't have to go clean if you are if you were chastised for being dark or tanning in the summer uh oh if you're too short or too big um if you have to go babysit your cousins how, how can you trust me I, I'm responsible. But with kids, maybe not. Please don't trust your kids with me. (laughs) That is not a good idea. But, like, this show allows for representation in mainstream media. But it perpetuates a negative image of who we are and what South Asian society stands for. Especially in the eyes of those who aren't South Asian. Like, I know as youth watching the show... We know that colorism is wrong. We know that sexism is wrong. We know what they're doing is like, we know, like, that's not good. I mean, no, it's problematic, but we're not the ones that are being spoken to about this. We're the ones that are, oh, you're so young, whatever. It's our parents, it's our older cousins, it's our aunties and our uncles. And I'm sorry, but some of these aunties aren't good representation for us. Just that. South Asian society is indeed colorist, sexist, and elitist, but not all South Asians are. And for these colorist, sexist, and elitist ideals to be eliminated, the very idea of the other has to be eliminated. And it isn't a matter of Sima anti changing, but a matter of South Asian society changing to allow all, no matter their caste, color, or gender, to succeed, thrive, and most importantly, be accepted. And yes, this show is very problematic, but that's not at the fault of arranged marriage, matchmaking, or even SEMA, but at the fault of our own culture and at South Asian society. Like, we are the problem. Our representation in Hollywood sucks, but that's because our representation in Bollywood allows Hollywood to portray us the same way. And just a little, like, disclaimer, I guess. It's raining pretty bad right now in Edmonton, so if you hear, like, just, like, giant thunderstorms going on... Don't mind That's us. what it is, but, like, just, like, <laughs> enjoy it. <laughs> just enjoy it. Enjoy the vibes. They're immaculate. <laughs> but, like, you have, like, you have Priyanka. Like, she's been in Bollywood and Hollywood, and as a kid, you watch her, and you're like, wow, she's so cool. But it's like, is she, though? You know, like, as you grow up, you you kind of really see stuff you don't have the you don't have like your kid goggles on anymore (laughs) well yeah that's like see in my eyes I like it's kind of like when you have a cool cousin when you're like three years old and you grow up and you're like oh they weren't cool you were just really young and not like thinking properly (laughs) but yeah like seeing Priyanka on my tv screen I got super excited because hey here's this other brown actress who's who's from India and she's she's me Right? She's me on the screen and she's with all my favorite American actors and actresses and she's doing amazing. So I'm going to support her through all her projects and stuff. But then I grew up and I was like, oh, but she's so problematic, you know? Yeah. I don't know. When, in my opinion, when somebody endorses something fair and lovely, like that's kind of hard for me to let go of. 
But Sarah, it's like, Econ, we're looking at you. Like I like this is like completely a side topic, but I just, <laughs> I'm just gonna get this out there. I'm not sure what I, I know it was a meme that I saw. I will make sure to put it in our Instagram highlights. Um, <laughs> on sorry about it, but it's this uh, one meme. I think it's like from like Twitter or something, and it's like a picture of a clown, and it's like how Sarah, Sarah Ali Khan looks when she supports Fair and Lovely, but then says Black Lives Matter. Oh my god! I, I was that. just like, whoa! I think you're the one that showed it to me. <laughs> I don't because, know because I remember I was just like looking at it late at night, and it scared me. The clown picture <laughs> scary. Warning. Um, I'll make sure that it's on the um on the Instagram story. Probably, uh, I'll make a uh, I'll make a podcast references highlight because it will be tons <laughs> in the future, and it'll be in there. I promise. But it's like, it's so you can't help but not feel like you're represent represented within your own community. Watching Bollywood movies as a kid, and you're seeing all these women. They all look the same. They're all like a cookie cutter version of each other, and like they're like people in different fonts. Yeah. You know, like they're all the same though. They're yeah. fair. They're tall. Well, they're they're taller. Like I'm five feet tall. I say I'm five one, but that's besides the point. We we stand all our uh, short kings and queens out there. <laughs> but it's you're watching them, fair, tall, and you're here, darker than them, shorter than them, bigger than them. And since you're younger, you're idolizing somebody who you'll never be like, and you're not supposed to be like them, and that's okay. And my point is, is that it's so hard to represent it when you don't even fit your own culture's beauty standards. And it's a hard pill to swallow because you're like, well, these are the people that are supposed to be me. I know I have lots of privilege within, like, South Asian communities, even if it is... um, not necessarily direct because I'm fair. Like I'm not I'm not very dark. Like I've white friends and stuff, you know, when they go on like a uh, like a vacation and they come back like, whoa, I'm as dark as you are. Like, no, you're not Stephanie, but thanks. <laughs> <laughs> really nice. But it's like I know that like, I have privilege by being fair. And if I felt this way growing up, I can't imagine what kids who are darker than me felt like and i'm not saying that this is a bad thing being dark is not a bad thing why do you think all these people go tanning in the summer like i just find that our own societies like south asian society's ideals are so backwards that we're then sitting here going i can i can never be like priyanka chopra like i'm me and you're supposed to be you that's okay like i'm i'm rambling and i hope you guys know what i mean but I think they got the point. <laughs> but um, I just want to, like, call up Vidya Balan because, like, she's one of the greatest Indian actresses, in my opinion. Like, I just watched one of her newest films. I can't remember the name, but I watched it. <laughs> and I thought she was amazing because she wasn't fair. She wasn't She wasn't the cookie mo- cutter mold. She's kind of short, in my opinion. I could be wrong. I don't know what her height <laughs> is. But <laughs> she's not tall. She's not... Um. She's not tall. She's not fair. She's not slim, to say it politely. Like, I don't know how else to say it. But, like, she's not the cookie-cutter mold. And I love that because she's this pioneer for other actresses in Indian films. And she's given them a path to follow that just gives them better opportunities in Bollywood. And I think that's amazing. So I just want to give her a quick shout-out. Even though 
who knows if she's listening but if she is i think you're amazing <laughs> dm us we'll get you on the podcast well it's like somebody who i think is like a great pioneer for south asian women especially in hollywood is jamila jamil like i she's amazing like i've never watched the good place but like my brothers love the show so if it's on and they're watching like i'll watch it with them but like wow she's amazing like she's great representation for us and she advocates for stuff that people in the community are too scared to talk about like ptsd and mental health taboos and it's like she's just so powerful and I know, like, watching The Good Place, like, I haven't watched a ton of it. But parts that I have watched, her races are used as something to further her character. She, her skin color just happens to be different than everybody else. Like, I know, like, this is the same with the other people of color in the show, I believe. But it's, they're not, they're not there to be a joke. They're not there to just fill up their, like, their Black, Indigenous, people of color quota they just happen to be there and I just find that that was that for me is really nice yeah I love Jamila Jamil like I listen to her podcast I listen to her rants about how stupid the Kardashians are when they um, promote weight loss supplements I just love her she's amazing it's like she's she's just there you know what I mean and she's what's really like meaningful to me is like she's fighting for us Yes. And like as well as for like every other like young girl out there and every single like woman out there, but she's there fighting for us and I can't help but feel appreciated. You know? Yeah. It's like oh I don't know if you came like if you were aware, but she came out as queer earlier this year. Oh and yeah. I just love that about her because like I can't think of any other South Asians that are also queer. Like, I know Lily Singh came out as bi a while ago, but honestly otherwise, I don't know. Yeah. But like I love that because not as not only is she fighting for South Asian girls' rights, she's also in this other community that she's probably also fighting yeah. for. I haven't seen her do so, but like I haven't been on Instagram too much lately, so <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, and it's like she's taking down these walls and barriers and coming out on top, you know? Cool and stuff. Like, yeah, it, this is called, this is our segment of the show, new segment called Queen of the Week. Queen of the Week <laughs> is going to Jamila Jamil. Because like just, wow, it's amazing. Yeah. She's like, great. her recent her recent episode of her podcast, it's called I Weigh. You guys should go watch it. I will, I literally put it in the link tree. Like, <laughs> go, go, go listen to it. It is amazing. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. But... Talking about our next segment. Can I have a drum roll from everybody at home? I, like, seriously, like, do the drum roll. I can't drum roll, but let's <laughs> pretend I am. If you drum rolled, thank you. If you didn't, drum roll next time. Okay, love <laughs> you. And um, our next segment is the Battle of the Currens. So I'm here repping Hollywood and Karen Barrar, and Anisha's repping Bollywood and Karen Joher. So to start off, I'll start off. I love talking. Uh, we have Karen Varar who played Ravi and Jesse, and the infamous Shirag Gupta in Dark Wimpy Kid. Don't hate me. I never watched that movie, but every time you say his name, I just I have to laugh. Like it's so funny. Yeah, it's like, huh? <laughs> you know, and like, his characters like besides the point. Like his characters were so influential to me. Because watching him as a kid, like, he's so close in age with us, too. Yeah. You're watching him being like, he's brown. I'm brown. He's a kid. 
I'm a kid. That's a good thing, right? Yeah. Like, like right? That's a good thing. <laughs> and it's like, for those who don't know, uh, Karen Barad does not have an accent in real life. Well, he has an American accent. Like, we're Canadians. Because so. Canadians are superior to no saying. No big deal. <laughs> but it's like, he plays his characters with Indian accents. And growing up, like, I didn't like it, of course, because I, I know that not all South Asians have accents. I know not Im- all immigrants have accents. And if they do, so what? Right? Accents are cool. Yeah, I mean, accents. <laughs> and I don't know, I, like, I knew I didn't like it as a kid. But growing up, and I know especially when Anish and I were researching for uh, this episode, we kind of really, we kind of dove into that. And I'll kind of touch on that in a little bit. But I didn't like his accent growing up, but I rationalized it by saying, oh, he's Indian. The characters he plays are Indian. So what's the big deal? Like, it's no big deal. It's whatever. And like, the, like I said before, like this touches on all immigrants, all South Asians having accents, which that's not true. And it also touches on all South Asian characters being Indian. I don't think uh, people really get it through their heads that South Asia is huge. And South Asia aren't, isn't just like our desis out there. It's also people from Afghanistan. It could also be people from the Philippines, depending on where you're looking. So South Asia is a crazy, 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 huge and diverse group of people. And I mean, shout out to all my desis and South Asians out there. But, like, your representation is so, so, so important. So, join our team. Link is in our bio. <laughs> Shameless self-promo there, Iman. I mean, yeah. Like, you want to be represented? We can help you with that. You want to be on the podcast? We can help you with that. You want to do something with us, but you don't know what? We can help you with that. DM us. Email us. <laughs> like, we honestly are here to make you guys proud, you know? And yeah. we can't do that without you. So, back, I'm going to, like, start crying. Like, I'm feeling like, sappy. <laughs> but Anisha and I realized this a couple of days ago when we were trying to figure out what we wanted to talk about in the podcast. But the accent that he portrays his characters with, it tokenizes our community. And I'm not saying Karambara is a bad guy. He's awful. He's a racist. He hates his people. Like, I'm not saying that. Who said that? I didn't say that. Like, I, huh? But it's like, I find that his accent that he portrays his characters with allows for us to be stereotyped because it allows our accent and our languages to be seen as a gag. Like I didn't know that my, I didn't know that my accent or the accents that any of my uh, family members have, or that like my neighbors have, or my friends or other people in the community. I didn't know that that was a joke. Me neither. Yeah. Like, mm, cool. Thanks. I just like, I just want to, like, point out on the Karan Barar thing. I remember watching him on Jesse, and, like, he'd just be, like, speaking in Hindi, or, like, he'd uh, name-drop Shah Rukh Khan, and, like, I just feel so happy because, like, oh, my God, here's this like you brown don't see kid that. on TV mentioning, like, brown actors that I know and talking in a language that I can understand. And then you grow up and you realize, oh, but this is just, like, it's not part of his personality. It's, like... If it was there for him to show, for them to showcase, hey, look, he's brown, maybe he wouldn't have chose Shah Rukh Khan. Maybe they would have chose a little bit less known Bollywood yeah. actor in the West, you know? Yeah. And I think that by having that there, like, of course, it's representation. And of course, as kids, we're happy to see that. But as you grow up, you kind of realize that 
maybe that that's not the best way to go about it. Yeah. Yeah, I just feel like they could have done his character a lot better. Because, like, you have these other, like, I'm just going to go back to the Jesse thing. Because that's where I know him better from. But, like, you have his on-screen characters. And they have their personality. And, like, you have um, Zuri, who's played by Sky Jackson. She's, um, like, she's originally from an African state. And, like, they mixed her personality with her background so well and I think that they could have done that with Ravi too instead of just making him this brown kid with a heavy accent who's a complete nerd and doesn't understand how to fit in you know yeah and like I understand that Karan's playing a character like I get that but I find that the representation was like slathered on thick to make it make him look like he's a nerd like Annie was saying to make him look fresh off the boat and to allow him to perpetuate stereotypes which tokenizes the community, uh, shows that, oh, people can't speak English. And, like, I understand, like, I, I get it that it's a character, right? But, like, you have, you have um, his characters have this accent, and I'm sure if he had a choice, he would probably go a different direction. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's, like, one one thing that sticks out to me so much is um, is in Jesse. Like, I know... In Die for Wimpy Kid, like he, his character isn't as important, but he still talks in an accent. But in Jesse, he like just wears like um, shalvars. Like I don't think I've ever seen him in that show wear like Western quote unquote Western clothing. I think it was in the spinoff Bunked that he finally the started. Bunked doesn't count. No, because like it was like a camping like yeah, it was a so you're not gonna wear shalvar camping. No, but like in the everyday stuff, he'd wear it to school. He'd wear it to events he'd wear it yeah. i was gonna say dates but i don't think he's that kid <laughs> no like i'm like don't get me wrong that was like for me i know that was nice to see somebody wear traditional clothing yeah but you didn't have any of the other adopted kids wear those wear those clothes where their traditional clothing no and I, I don't know um but i find that the the core root of what i'm hitting on of that why his characters are are not necessarily bad, but why they just don't sit right with me is the accent. Because it shows that, oh, South Asians can't speak English without an accent. And, like, this happened, like, when I was a kid, too. Like, my mom would come and, like, volunteer on a field trip or two. And my friends would be like, wow, your mom is so good at speaking English. Like, she's so good at speaking. I'm like, yeah. Why? Is she not supposed to be? Like, it never really occurred to me. Like, my mom doesn't have an accent. Either of my parents do. And I never really realized what they meant by that until recently when I was like, wow, they said that my mom was good at speaking because she didn't have an accent. Learning English, if you knew another language first, is like a mission and a half. It's brutal. Why does everything sound the same and different at the same time? There. Oh my God. (laughs) Tears. Like, I don't, I really didn't understand why. They would say stuff like that, but then I realized as I grew older that this view of South Asians that they had isn't necessarily their fault, but it's ingrained into their heads through the media that they consumed, like Jesse, like Die for Wimpy Kid. And, like, don't get me wrong, I love watching a good Die for Wimpy Kid movie. Roderick rules anyone? Like, love <laughs> kicking back, watching Die for Wimpy Kid. But just the accent, I don't like it. Me neither. Like, and I, I'm, like, I get that his parents, like, I think I, I don't quote me on this, but I believe that in Diary for Wimpy Kid, 
that his uh, parents moved uh, moved to the states kind of late, like he was already a kid. So yeah, he he would probably have an accent, but he 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 didn't have to. They never they never re- revisit that idea. So he he didn't have to have an accent, and that's basically my issue with it. So I don't know. It's my gripe isn't that Karim Barar is a bad guy, but it's that somebody who represents our community. Um, I don't understand how you could just blatantly showcase stereotypes, and that definitely bothers me. So that's all I have because I'm not trying to cut cut off Anisha again. <laughs> so I'm gonna pass it off to her. All right, so I'm doing Karan Johar for the Bollywood uh, part of the segment. And oh my god, guys, I hate him so much. Like, out of everyone in Bollywood, he is my number one. If I had an arch enemy, it would probably be him. He's just horrible. But diving into my uh, rant here, Karan Johar, he's always done things. and He's always pitted people against each other, like... um. There was a segment I was watching on uh, Coffee with Garan. It's Karina Kapoor and Priyanka Chopra, right? Yeah. yeah. So he, they're doing an interview together, and uh, he's sitting down and talking to them. And all of a sudden, he just asks them, so which one of you guys is more talented? Which one of you guys is more pretty? And I just remember like being absolutely shocked. Like Iman had told me he had said that, but he had said it so blatantly that it was like, oh my it was God. just natural? Yeah. Like he was just yeah. like, whatever, hair flip. And he just asked that question. I was like, oh my god, that's that's so mean. Like, imagine sitting next to um, one of your close friends and just somebody, like, this random person is just coming up to you being like, so which one of you guys is prettier? Yeah. Obviously, I'd say my friend because I'm just that type of person. But, like, to have somebody ask you that question is just awful. And, yeah. like, in my opinion... He doesn't try to fight off these claims that he's an awful person. Like, he's that's what he's known for in Bollywood. He's horrible, he's disgusting, he's the flag bearer for nepotism, as Gangana renowned. I'm so sorry if I said her name wrong. But that's what she called him, and that's what he is. He doesn't even try to argue the fact. And, like, he's had hundreds of controversies. Probably not hundreds, but, you know, exaggeration. But he's had so many of them and like he just yeah. it doesn't seem to stop and this like hearing like going off of the coffee with current segment you were talking about like he's asking them oh who's prettier and he's there laughing haha funny while Karina Kapoor is like oh Priyanka Chopra your accent's so fake your marriage with Nick Jonas why did you marry him stuff like that and I'm like sis let her marry Nick Jonas are we all salty that she did 100% because we like Nick Jonas <laughs> no Honestly, my Jonas brother was either Kevin or uh, Joe, but you know. I'm sorry, mine was Nick. <laughs> Nick girl from day one. I felt so like, okay, no, I'm not going to get into this. I'm going to get distracted. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, Karen Joher, in typical Karen Joher fashion, likes to ask about people that aren't there to defend themselves. So you had him talking about Tiger Shroff's girlfriend, and he asked Priyanka, oh, who's he dating? Priyanka's like, oh, I don't know. And uh, Karina Kapoor's like, oh, don't forget your roots. Like, India gave you your start. That has nothing to do with her roots. It's about somebody's (laughs) dating life. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, in my eyes, she is, Priyanka Chopra is a Hollywood star now. Once somebody like Irfan Khan steps into Hollywood, like, oh, it's okay. Like, we love Irfan Khan here. Miss him so much. And like, he was in Life of Pi. He's in a whole bunch of um, Hollywood movies. But it was fine, you know. Like no, I don't. 
really know of anybody that had any criticism from him for him because of that. But you have Priyanka Chopra going to Hollywood. Like she was in Quantico and then she's kind of branched out from there. I don't really know too much. I know watching Quantico, I didn't really like it. So I I kind of stopped watching. I watched the first episode. I was like, eh, Criminal Minds is better. (laughs) Um, But (laughs) I find that that was so, that's like so damaging is that Priyanka Chopra gets all this criticism for being, for wanting to branch out into Hollywood. But Irfan Khan didn't. And this, I guess it's also because Irfan Khan still was very prevalent in Bollywood. Like he still did lots of movies there. I know that Priyanka has done some ever since she's kind of transitioned. Yeah. I can't, I don't, I don't really watch too much anymore, but. but. I think her most recent one was The Sky is Pink. That one was a really sad one. My uncle and I were crying in the theaters. Mm-hmm. But that's like, she can do, I feel like she could have balanced the best of both worlds. I just find that it's very, um, it's really stupid how Priyanka is getting all this criticism for wanting to branch out, but an actor, specifically a male actor, wouldn't be getting the same um, criticism, I guess. But yeah. let's go to something a little lighter. So, Never Have I Ever. Everybody, raise your hands if you watch Never Have I Ever. I'm actually raising my hands this time, guys. <laughs> And I, I really didn't think I would like Never Have I Ever when I first watched it. I love Mindy Kaling. Like, I, I've, I've watched all her shows. Like, I've watched The Office. I've watched The Mindy Project. Like, I've seen her in movies. I've seen her when she was on Lily Singh's talk show. Like, I really like Mindy Kaling. But I, I don't know. There's just something about the show that I just didn't like at first. But my mom and my brother started watching it. So I was like, okay, I need to watch it now. I really liked it. Like, Davy just happened to be brown. And I was so excited to see somebody that looked like us and that wasn't necessarily the beauty standard. Like, don't get me wrong. Maitri Ramakrishnan, like, she is so beautiful. Like, I, I think she's so pretty. I really like her. She's so cool. She's a Canadian. Ooh, Canadian. <laughs> um, but she doesn't fit the Indian or the South Asian beauty standard. She's not overly fair. She's like us. Like, she truly is like us. She's cousin down the road who's our age, like the other yeah. cool cousin. The one that you sit with at the family events and just watch all the drama. Like, she's that cousin. And for me, that was super refreshing to see somebody who wasn't just like us, but somebody who was us. Like, she's she's us. Like, that's crazy to me. Like, I loved it. I appreciate it so much. Like, I definitely have, like, my mixed feelings about the show. Which we will get into in a second. Yeah. But, like, I thought, like, it was so... It was just refreshing to see someone who wasn't fair, who wasn't, like, in your face. Like, she was just... She was just vibing on her own, and I love that. Yeah. The representation was accurate, and it tackled taboos, right? It tackled the death of a parent. It tackled PTSD. It tackled uh, sexuality through her own interactions and through the interactions of her friends and I think that is so powerful because nobody talks about that I can tell you upfront nobody talks about mental health nobody talks about sexuality because no. you're not supposed to talk about that these are things that you can just get over with some jaw and some Vicks <laughs> and then you're fixed yeah exactly but it's like I find that the biggest thing that never have I ever tackled was what it means to be South Asian American or a South Asian in Western society. Yeah. Yeah. 
like I I don't know how to really uh, articulate it per se, but I really saw myself in Davy, and I was very proud to have this show kind of like quote unquote ours, you know? Yeah, but like, but you go. No, no, you go. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say. I know when I like first heard about the show, I got super excited. Like I was just scrolling through Instagram and I saw a post for it. And like I can show you my calendar right now, but like I literally marked down the date because I was like my god this is a brown character who's like the main role and she's not like she doesn't look cringy you know like when you watch something it's like oh my god I can't believe they put that out there for other people to see but this show was there and like I thought I was so excited especially seeing like um promotions of her and her Hindustani clothes or like Mm -hmm. you know she was just doing she was doing her and like I love that, but the show definitely had some things that it could have done a little bit better and that uh, we could have felt better about. Like um, like when Kamala was getting married or getting like her first like meet with her potential husband, yeah. how her family, they had to have her uncle there because you have to have a male representative there and how the uncle got mad at Davy for being westernized with the boy. Okay, and she lives in America. So I know like this hasn't been a issue for me per se, but I know it is for a lot of my friends, like a lot of my South Asian friends. You have your filter with friends at school and then you step through the door and you lock the door when you get home and you have your home filter. You become a different. new person. Yeah. yeah. And I find that the uncle character was just, he just wasn't a very nice guy. No. Basically is what we're trying to say. But then there's also the issue with Paxton. Okay. I Okay, first of all, I just like to say he's really pretty, but his character, like, there were so many flaws. I mean, his sister kind of kind of the best one, though. She was like, oh, you're stupid for sister. letting her go. Like, yes, queen, thank you. Tell I him. loved Rebecca, and I loved her story, and, like, how she wasn't just, like, a mention, you know? But that's irrelevant to um, my rant here. Um so for those of you that watched the show, uh, you probably remember the scene with Devi and uh, Paxton. I can't remember his last name. Um, but they're like, I can't remember what they were doing. They're just chilling in his garage, I guess. All of a sudden, he just compares her beauty to Priyanka Chopra. And I remember I had to pause and I was just thinking and I was like, okay, should I overreact or should I just like move on with my life? And you know what I chose? I chose to overreact because that's what I do. But it's not overreacting. Because, like, when you think about it, it was, I was just thinking, like, Mindy couldn't have picked another Bollywood actress to name draw. Like, there's so much worry. Right. Deepika Padukone. I'm so sorry. I mean, I even, even name drop Mindy herself, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, just... Jamila Jamil, Lily Singh. I'm not too sure about Davy, but I know that Maitreyi, like, the girl that plays Davy, our queen, uh, she she's um Tamil-Canadian. So it would have been nice to have a Tamil actress get name dropped there. You know, yeah. representing her heritage. But, but I don't know, kind of microaggression-y, if that's... I know some people, some people will be like, you're overreacting, they were just <laughs> making it nice for you. But Almost. it's like, there's there's a million and one people that you could have chosen for that spot. Yeah, I just felt like Mindy was just, like like we said earlier, Priyanka Chopra is, is Hollywood's token brown girl. So I felt like yeah. Mindy just picked Priyanka because... People oh, would know who the, she is. Yeah, people would know who she is. But, like, I feel like she should have, like, targeted South Asian 
audience more and like pick somebody else because like yeah you're gonna have some white people watch it but like you have this brown character so you are gonna have brown people watching it to someone that you know is going to fill the role of being compared to Mitre Ramakrishnan. Priyanka is fair and tall and she fits that beauty standard and like we said before Devi isn't and she's not supposed to she's supposed to be like us and I think that is the most important part. what I really enjoyed was that kind of like a Jamila Jamil in the good place is that Devi wasn't South Asian just to be South Asian and they weren't slathering it on it was more like oh she just happens to be South Asian she just happens to be wearing this uh this like shalwar kameez she just happens to be going to this celebration instead of like having like christmas per se like she just happens to be doing all these things but i really think that the show balanced um her south asian identity with her western identity really well because it's like how we feel yeah this representation for me at least it's in its purest truest and most accurate form but of course it hurts a little bit because it had to come from Mindy. Yeah. It could have come from somebody else wanting to showcase the, the South Asian culture. But I mean, for the time being, if that's the way that we need to be represented, that's the way we need to be represented. And if it's real, raw, and accurate, like, sorry about it, that's okay with me. But if you look at something like, like Aladdin, you have a little bit of a feud, I guess, between our Middle Eastern, our Arab, and our Muslim friends. And our other South Asian friends. So, Anisha, do you want to kick this segment off? I would love to. So, if you know me, you know that I love my Disney. Okay? Like, it's all over my house. My dad buys into it all the time. So, Jasmine, or Aladdin, was my movie when I was younger. I'd watch it all the time. It would always be on because it was just, it was a good movie, you know, when you're younger. But then I grew up and, like, I made friends with Arab people. And they're like... Uh, what are you talking about? She's not brown. She's Arab. And I was like, no. Layla, we're looking at you. Shout out to Layla. Shout out to Layla. Layla's the shout out shout out of the week. <laughs> but but you're wrong. She's <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not gonna get into this over the podcast. Um, but like Layla and I, we'd have arguments for the longest time about whose princess she is, and we'd pull out our receipts and our evidence on like who's right and to be honest neither one of us is right let me tell you why disney chose to mix two beautiful cultures probably not two because i think there were some other influences from um other countries but like they chose to take these beautiful cultures and slab them into one box thinking you know what this is gonna be okay no one's gonna have an issue with it well disney we do have an issue with it because there's hundreds of different countries and you could have picked one like there's this new movie coming out about east asians and from what i heard their representation is great but you couldn't have done that with aladdin so you have this show which ties in many instances from indian and south asian culture i know i can only speak on behalf of indians but i know it is south asian culture like you have her dad's a sultan She lives in a palace that looks like the Taj Mahal. Her tiger's name is Raja, which for those who don't know, that means king in Hindi. Especially in the movie as well, like she's wearing clothes that look like a shalvar kameez. She's dressed up like she's brown, like she's desi, like she's South Asian. 
But then you have the Aladdin story itself. It's inspired by Arabian Nights, which it has the word Arabian in it. And like, that's, that's not us. That's Middle Eastern people. That's the Arabs. And I find that, yes, Jasmine and Aladdin and the story itself, like it opens with Arabian Nights, things like this. Uh, the story is not South Asian. That it's then for our Middle Eastern friends and our Arab friends. But then you have us arguing, oh, but look at Raja. The architecture is based off of the Taj Mahal, things like that, which then makes them look Indian. But the thing it really is, is that to Hollywood and especially to Disney, we're just the same. We're interchangeable. So you're really seeing that Disney really doesn't know the difference between us. Not just do they not know it, they don't care. If they cared, they would have changed the live action. Yeah. Right? To be one or the other. And I just find that this is so damaging because then not only do you have us arguing with other people going, no, she's our princess. But you also have us realizing, but she's not. Like, she's not either of our princess. Because they just took us and went, huh. They all use spices and they're all not white. There you go. There's your movie. It's like, oh, thanks. <laughs> like, really helpful. I appreciate it. I mean, I don't know. I, like I said earlier, I had heavy attachments to Aladdin when I was younger. But then I grew up and I was like, okay, that attachment is kind of gone now. And um, you guys have to know Moana. Like, you have to know. And if you don't, you should know it. It's on Disney+. Plus. I'll give you my password if you want. <laughs> but I just kind of found myself drifting more towards... like feeling represented by Moana because like I didn't say it earlier but both of my parents are from Fiji so that kind of makes me an islander I guess but I just felt like I was more represented by Moana than I was with Aladdin and that just kind of made me a little bit sad because like my whole life for 12 years my life was Aladdin like I went uh, dressed up as Jasmine for Halloween it was just sad because this is something that was part of my childhood and then I grew up and I was like I can't have that anymore. That's not mine to have. Yeah, like, I honestly, like, as much as I love Jasmine, I never really felt represented by a Disney princess skin color-wise or culture-wise. But, I mean, I, in my eyes, I was Rapunzel. Like, my (laughs) hair isn't too long right now, but it used to be so long, I'd wear it in braids because I wanted it to be as long as Rapunzel's. And, like, Rapunzel's German. Like, good for the German (laughs) character. You have a cool princess. I find that Jasmine, they just wanted their diversity cookie points. But it's, like, it's not, it's not their place to kind of just lump us all together and be like, okay, there's your princess. And we're like, oh, but there's a French princess, there's a British princess, there's a German princess. There's a, you're going to lump Arabs and and, and South Asians together? Like, I I just, I thought like it sucked because like here I am sitting in my kindergarten class looking around the room and like it's just sad I keep saying it's sad it's sad guys (laughs) so like I'm looking around the room and I'm looking at my white friends and thinking like oh they have all these white princesses that they can choose from like they can close their eyes put their hand in a bowl and draw out one name I mean yeah the likelihood of them reaching a white princess 100% that they would do that the likelihood of you picking a princess that's a person of color not likely no it's oh yeah you're prince tiana it's a little bit disappointing that she was a frog for half her movie but yeah like, i know i know right like if you're gonna make a black movie like have a black princess 
don't have her as a freaking frog. In the first it, 20 minutes of the movie was amazing. Like, yeah, really and then they're like, movie. she's gonna kiss a frog, become a frog, uh, bada bing, bada boom, there's your movie. And like, I, huh? <laughs> Pardon? Like, sure, you can go that way, or you can do what Black Panther did and keep the people black for the entire film, even yeah, though and- he's a Black Panther. I mean, you know, what they're going to do to us one day? They'll make a movie about an Indian princess, make her kiss a ladu, and she'll become a ladu. Like, huh? <laughs> like, what's going on? <laughs> Don't say that. Disney will actually do oh, that. God. I mean, they're going to steal our ideas. We're trademarking that. It's like a little ladu and a sari. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are they going to do next? What is a... <laughs> like, huh? like i don't know i just i just that popped in my head i was like i have to share that's so funny (laughs) so much whitewashing too not just for jasmine but for a lot of characters that aren't white there's whitewashing to make it more relatable for the masses right like you have like scarlett johansson you know ghost ghost in the shell i believe we don't talk about that like i huh (laughs) girl or it's like emma stone i believe in that movie aloha it's i just there's even a new it's one. A, with... Isn't that hard to cast somebody who fits the role instead of casting? Like they just reach their hand, like like you were saying, they reach their hand into a bucket, pull out the white girl, and go, "Yeah, you have the role." Like you there's have just a world full of yeah actors. Pick one that isn't from America. Yeah, and if they are. Make sure they're colored. I don't get the idea of. Um, making somebody's race become part of a story and then choosing somebody who's not that race to represent them. There's so much whitewashing in Bollywood too. Like it's not just Hollywood that whitewashes us and like waters us down. Definitely. There's actors and actresses. So like Alia Bhatt and Sarah Ali Khan with their fair and lovely and their, you know, hypocrisy when they're preaching for Black Lives Matter. And then like, oh my God, there's this one white girl who like plays an Indian in like Tamil films and it just bugs me. Um Amy Jackson, she has two seriously white parents, but Bollywood directors and casting directors give her the role of a brown person. And she's like paper white, okay? And it's just like, come on, like you're in India, you can do better. Yeah, yeah like even if it's like a Tamil film, like I find like that representation is so important yeah. because those who are Sri Lankan and Tamil, like they're not gonna see themselves in Bollywood Mm-mm. because Bollywood is hell bent on choosing the fairest of the fair. So the one place, especially like with that too, like reaching that point that I was making earlier, that one place where you're supposed to be represented, you're not represented there. Yeah, Bollywood eliminates you, but Bollywood objectifies you. So you're either nothing. Or you're treated like nothing. You're really between a rock and a hard place. But I truly believe that each time you talk about stuff like this and you talk about your own representation, you allow for changes to be made. So any closing remarks? Uh, I just want to say, we hope you guys took the key points from today's podcast are that we don't take no colorism, no sexism. We are here for all skin tones. We love Maitre Ramakrishnan and hope that you guys learned something a little bit more especially for our non-South Asian listeners we hope that you guys took something from this and are going to apply it to your everyday lives because this is an everyday issue and it's important that you guys acknowledge that
to wrap things up, go visit us on Instagram at sorry about it and make sure to click our follow. Be our hundredth follower. I mean, that's pretty cool. 100. And also, if you click the link in our bio, you can go visit our website. We have two amazing posts up right now. One is an article I wrote about balancing your identity um, as a South Asian and a Canadian. And an amazing poem that Anisha wrote <laughs> that she says isn't amazing, but it is. You can also <laughs> click a link to join our team or to even be featured on our podcast. We would love, love, love for you to collaborate with us. Click our LinkedIn link in that bio to network with us, connect with us. We would love to chit-chat and like talk to you. That would be super cool. If it isn't obvious already, we love talking. So if you just want to chat, we're here for you. But thank you guys for listening. This has been Anisha and Iman on our first episode of the Sorry About It podcast, breaking down representation in Bollywood versus Hollywood. And we are not sorry about it.